Hi everyone, my name is Sambal Siddiqui. And I'm Alana Mallon, and we are Cambridge's two new city councilors, and this is our weekly podcast, Women Are Here. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It's been a long week, huh? It ha- Why has it been so long? I was looking at my calendar, there wasn't like a million things on it, but everything was Yeah, I think a I have a gray hair now. Oh, I'm so my sad for one. you. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I don't no. have any. <laughs> Do you see any? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm getting some because of this job. No, um, yeah, long week. It started off, um, you know, there are a lot of things going on this week. So, Wait, can I tell you that I'm just still mad at you? Why? Because last week during this podcast, you told me to watch a show called Dirty John. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, I like binged. And watched like all seven episodes between last Tuesday and Sunday. And then Sunday night was the um, the season finale. And I was like, I'm going to stay up until 10 o'clock because Sumble is going to be up and we're going to like be texting. It's going to be crazy. The show is bananas. And it's like 10.15 and something <laughs> crazy happens in the show. I mean, like I like couldn't even look at the TV. It was it was so crazy. And I'm texting Sumble and she, uh, nothing, <laughs> nothing. You fell asleep? I literally fell asleep. I fell <laughs> I asleep you. At, at 10. And I woke up like, what, 6? And there's a text <laughs> from you being like, oh, my God. Are, <laughs> are you, you watching? watching <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Silence. I know. And you beat me. I, I haven't even finished. Oh, my God. I Like, how did you stop watching it? It's, I, it's I, so crazy. I definitely, I went back to finish watching The Americans. And I'm almost, there's six. you have to watch The Americans, everyone. I know you didn't get into well, it. Well, I'm not going to watch it now because I'm mad at you. I know. I, I know. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Me. I may I may try to watch watch it this next week and catch up. I'm just, I am sad to say, like, I've, I haven't been able to watch that much TV. I know. I know. But hopefully winter hi- hiatus is coming back. So right. <clears throat> I got to get in the gear. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm still mad at you. So <laughs> anyway, um, so that was Sunday night. And then Monday, um, at 5.45 in the morning, a fire was reported at 6 Hunting Street in Wellington, Harrington, uh, across the street from the new King Open School on Cambridge Street. So I woke up to the choppers at 6 o'clock. I mean, they were, it was loud. Yeah. Um, so I checked Twitter and I s- started following the story that, you know, as I got my kids up and off to school. And by 6.15 or so, it was a four-alarm fire. And then by 6.30, all firefighters were evacuated from the building. So the fire had spread so quickly um, from the Hunting Street building um, to a Cambridge Street-facing uh, building where the Sunset Cafe and, and Kimchi Kitchen are on the ground floor, um, which I guess I guess that building, both of those buildings had been recently like renovated, mm-hmm. and there was a like, lot of like different places, and it was hard to to be in there and kind of fight the fire, and it was in a lot of the voids of the building, so it went really really quickly. So, kudos to our firefighters for um, for containing it to those two buildings. And it's a really dense area, uh, but you know, very quickly, um, the city had set up a disaster response at the Frizzoli Youth Center. Uh, the Red Cross were there, and all city and some state agencies were there, almost unseen immediately for the fire victims, which was amazing to see pulled together. Yeah, we were both at the Frizzoli Center, and uh, how quickly everything came, came together. They they had practice, unfortunately, from the fire two years ago. The Berkshire Street, yeah, Berkshire Street fires. So they've they had done a drill since then too to 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 practice how, what another response could look like. So uh, it was such a well oiled machine. I was so proud of of the city and seeing that. And um, you know, the, the, even since then, there's been a lot of updates that we've gotten 
the housing team, which is comprised of the Cambridge Housing Authority, Metro Housing, um, the Multi-Service Center, and our community development staff, they've been working together and with the displaced residents throughout the week. So the, the summary of activity and assistance uh, is as follows. There's 10 units total, and nine units were occupied, some by residents who are uh, uh, and are considering seeking new housing separately. And so right now, we are assisting 10 households uh, in assistance with looking for new housing. There's about four households working with our current uh, community development staff to find housing. There's three households working with the Cambridge Housing Authority to find housing. Uh, there's one household working with the Metro Housing to find housing, two households working with Metro Housing and our staff. And then we have uh, two units, which is four uh, individuals where residents have declined offer of assistance. One individual is planning to move in February. So I think our city is, our staff and these organizations are quickly coming together to help uh, the, the displaced residents who, uh, you know, we both saw them. They were so shaken. It's such a sad thing to see. It's so hard. And, you know, they just ran over there with like a Half of the people didn't even have socks on. Right. Like just flip-flops. And it was so cold that day. Ugh, awful. Um, and so, you know, we were asking people what they need. And it was it was really like, they were in such shock that they were just like, we just need socks. Yeah. You know, it was <laughs> it was just hard to see um, so many people displaced. And, and, um, and the owners of the Sunset Cafe who bought the business a year and a half ago came. They don't come on Mondays because it's closed Mondays. Mm-hmm. And so they drove in from Peabody and... Oh, the woman, the, she was just sobbing. She's It's devastating. It's awful. Um, you know, and I we both talked to the young man who mm-hmm. um, was working nights and got home, you know, early, early in the morning. And I, we were talking to him and he was saying, I was playing PlayStation. I was like at 5.45 in the morning. And he said, yeah, I, you know, I work overnight. So I was just, I was just kind of before I was going to bed, um, I heard the alarms go off and um, I didn't smell any smoke. And then, you know, then I started to smell smoke by around six o'clock and um, he opened the window and the smoke just started billowing mm-hmm. in and he and another neighbor in the building just kind of banged on everyone's doors to get them out um, because apparently the fire alarms, even though they're hardwired, uh, go off all the time. All yeah. the time. So you said, you know, 15 times a week it goes off and most people kind of rolled around or rolled over in their bed, you know, when they heard the fire right. alarm, like it must be another false alarm. And so thanks to you know that young man and another resident all of, everyone was out be able to uh, was able to get out safely so kudos to him um and i hope that they are able to get housing very soon i mean these are you know a lot of people that are on section 8 vouchers yep. and um you know they don't have a lot of other options much like the berkshire street fire so there is a a fire fund yes the mayor's that? fire fund it's um, the mayor's been tweeting that and you know, we just want to push people to, to donate, keep donating. There's going to be some more fundraisers coming up. Yeah, so we'll have more about those coming up. Um, there should be some in early February. So we're excited about uh, getting everybody there and, and, and supporting these families. It's important that, um, you know, the community wants to respond. And I think that we should be able to, it's great that we have this fire fund to be, allow that to happen. Um, so the demolition of the Cambridge Street and Hunting Street fire um the buildings is complete, so crews covered and secured the site, and I drove by last night, and it's just a hole. Right. Um, and so 
what I would say is that if you are out and about this weekend and could support the businesses along Cambridge Street that have been really impacted, I would say Atwood's Tavern has been incredibly impacted. They were not able to open all day Monday and then have had um, limited um, – <clears throat> They weren't able to have some of the shows come in because there was no parking and Cambridge Street was shut down. It was pedestrian access only. So um, Atwoods, Portugalia, and the businesses on Cambridge Street would be so grateful um, if you could stop by this weekend and, and support them and uh, just show that show some of that Cambridge love that I know we all have. Yeah, if I was in town, I'd definitely go. <laughs> I forgot you're leaving. I'm leaving. Uh, but as far as the fire, it was uh, the causes deemed to be electrical in nature and uh, the fire chief reported that the fire started in a void space and was able to spread quickly, as you said, and um, it was too late uh, by the time it had spread to, to do anything. So I think we should also thank, um, there was a number of other fire departments that were involved, yes. and I don't have them in front of me, but I know that Somerville definitely was on scene very quickly. Arlington, Waltham. Mm -hmm. mm, I know there was a couple of others, and I'm really sorry that I'm not, um, but to all the fire companies that came and either covered our firehouses or actually participated in the active fire, thank you so much. And to our firefighters. Oh, of course. You know, no. <laughs> Gosh, Alana. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, to our firefighters, thank you so much. Uh, we saw the fire chief on Monday night. Oh, that's right. Oh, my gosh. Like, he, I mean, he... I was just surprised to see him there. I was like, he's been up who knows for how many hours. I know. Uh, so thank you to the chief. Uh, and I would say like I was out at the fire, you know, for about an hour just kind of standing outside. Um, and I got home and I was like coughing all day. Oh, yeah. So I, I just reeked. Oh, yeah. I don't know how I know that, you know, occupational cancer is something I've talked about a number of times in here, but it's really crazy. Like I was only out there for a little while and, you know, it really impacted my lungs just to be there in that smoke. Yeah. You don't even realize it. Right. So thank you again to, to the first responders who, mm -hmm. who just work so hard to keep our city safe. So, yeah, Monday night we saw the fire chief, yeah. but we also had a pretty full agenda. I was surprised. I know. We got out around 10. 10. I know. I didn't see. There wasn't a whole lot on there that was, like, particularly contentious or heavily debatable. So I was surprised that it did. It was such a long know. meeting. Yeah, it was pretty long. Um, but did we just do have a few things we yes. wanted to report about. One is that we got a report back from the city. Um, as you might remember, Sumble and I spent small business Saturday, which is the Saturday after Thanksgiving, uh, running around the city of Cambridge and going to all the small businesses and talking to um, the owners and employees just to t talk about how we could strengthen um, a small business strategy for 2019. So we had asked the city to come up with some ideas. We had some ideas ourselves. And uh, they had a report back. And I'm excited that they not only got this report back, but it was pretty quick. Right. You know, if you think about it, it was just a month. So here's what they're proposing to do for our small businesses next uh, Small Business Saturday. Um, they're going to start a Shop Cambridge campaign. So starting in October 2019, they're going to implement a marketing campaign focused on the economic benefits of shopping local. And we'll promote this on the Blue Bike Station's social media posts and things like that. They're also going to start a social media toolkit, um, which is going to be for business associations and business owners to use to increase traffic to their businesses during Small Business Saturday and the 2019 holiday season. And if you know any small business owners, you know they... Um, they have about five kajillion things to do every single day, and putting together a social media toolkit for that particular weekend is probably not on the list of things they could ever get to. So for the right. city to be taking this on is going to be great. 
Um, they're also going to be um, promoting and developing special events in different commercial districts, so holiday strolls, hot chocolate sampling, et cetera, on Saturday, November 30th, 2019, um, just to increase traffic, foot traffic to those shopping districts and doing some additional signing, so signage, um, so city-owned lawn signs, digital construction signs, and CDD C city website to promote small business Saturday and a shopping contest. Um, Everybody loves shopping. Contests. Oh, yeah. It's my two favorite things, shopping and contests together. <laughs> so they're going to work with local businesses and business associations to organize a shopping contest that encourages residents and visitors to shop Cambridge um, in small businesses. So I also, you know, as much as I loved the report, I did. there were some things that we had asked for in the original policy that were left that, off. That were left mm -hmm. off. So we um, asked CDD to re- think about these things so like free meters and municipal lots for small business Saturdays and actually a map of each shopping district that could be placed in windows as well as shared on social media it's I think these could be used um, as an important tool to let residents know where the local small businesses are located um, and who is participating in small business Saturday I mean a lot of times business is open and and you don't know that they're there so having a shopping map map that you know puts a little star of like where all the things are and, and what they're going to be doing to participate in Small Business Saturday, I think will be like awesome. Yeah. And you asked about, or you mentioned that Porter Square has. Yeah. So they actually put together one themselves and it was actually, I, it was I really, great. it was great. And I think if they did that for Inman and for Central and for even for Kendall, um, if there's, you know, there's some small businesses there too, uh, I think it would be really helpful for residents to understand where they're, they could be sh supporting local. Yeah, and we also heard back on a report on an order that we'd put in about vacancies. And so they had some good data for us and what they're doing and how many vacancies exist. There's about 51, and they have a database, but I pushed back and said, you know, we want to know, you know, what does, a two, what does two years mean? Is it, uh, you know, there are vacant uh, storefronts that have been vacant for six months, for one year, and then two plus. So... I kind of asked, okay, are there any uh, storefronts that have been vacant for six years? You know, because that's a difference. It's difference. Well, it's also, I, you know, I was walking through Harvard Square recently and right. if you drive through Porter Square or, you know, upper, whatever, West um, Mass Ave, I want to know district-wide, like where the vacancies are. Because yeah. you can say you have an overall vacancy rate of 4%, which is really right. good. But if, if the lion's share of those vacancies right. are in one shopping district or one district, like that's an indicative of a huge, a bigger problem. So like if you walk through Harvard Square right now, it's oh yeah, it's vacant after vacant after vacant. And yeah. Part of that is construction, but part of it is the rent there is really high. Too high. And there are these commercial landlords that are just sitting on the property for the tax break. Right. And so the database right now breaks it down and tells us uh, wh which ones are in the neighborhood. But I think we have the power to use data to show, you know, even a map, right? Like, let's get a map and where are the vacancies, right? Like, and then they've listed it out as well, but I want to know how many are in each, as you said, in each district. So I think we're going to be requesting some more data. And then I will be chairing a meeting on February 12th uh, to hear back more uh, about this and hopefully more on Small Business Saturday and so forth. I can't wait for that. Yes. I know you, you said it. <laughs> Monday night at the meeting when everyone was getting, like, drilling down into detail, you're like, I am having a hearing <laughs> on this in February. <laughs> All right, people, hold hold your questions. Seriously. Um, well, one of the other things we talked about uh, on Monday night was asking the city's staff to prepare a report on how this god-awful, totally awful. long, awful 
government shutdown will affect residents here in Cambridge. And so that was filed by Councillor Summons, myself, um, you, and Councillor Toomey. So we filed this to understand how many of our residents are currently or will be impacted by the shutdown if it continues. Um, and I'm very vulnerable. Uh, very vulnerable. <laughs> I do feel very vulnerable right now. Can we just talk about that oh for a little while? <laughs> I'm so glad you can admit that. <laughs> it wasn't the lead-in yep. that I was hoping, but... <laughs> I'm very vulnerable. <laughs> we are. Okay, let me back up. I am very concerned about how vulnerable <laughs> residents are going to be made even more vulnerable. Um, there are furloughed residents who may not be able to afford their rent or mortgage or childcare, and we need to get a sense of who these folks are and how to support them. Uh, the mayor also suggested having an information session at City Hall next week with providers and inviting those residents who are affected to come and find out how to access needed services and resources. Yeah, so, so some things that will start to affect residents really soon due to the shutdown are Section 8 vouchers and SNAP benefits. So Section 8 vouchers are the amount of rental assistance that the government provides for extremely low-income residents on average incomes less than 13000 per year so that they can rent apartments from private landlords. Generally, the voucher portion of, is the lion's share of the monthly rent. And the contracts for these vouchers are renewed annually. However, because of this shutdown, as of January 3rd, roughly 1150 1,150 contracts are up for renewal, but currently under subs uh, suspension. Uh, so they haven't been e executed uh, in HUD system because funds uh, were not obligated prior to December 22nd. And these contracts that HUD didn't renew in December will affect about 70,000 to 85,000 low-income households. And roughly two-thirds of these households are elderly or who have disabilities on average. So right now, HUD's determining whether it has any available funds that could be given to renew these contracts and are working through the processing of these contracts to determine what could be signed if funding is available. And, you know, the longer this drags on, the number of expiring contracts will increase. And HUD anticipates approximately 500 additional contracts, uh, so affecting another 30 to 40,000 households will expire and be up for renewal in January and, f and 550 in February. So lots of bad, bad news right now. It's lots of bad news. And, you know, if you think about Section 8 vouchers and private landlords, Right? It's not like yeah. it's not like big corporations mm -mm. that can take a hit. It's you know people who own a you know a six unit apartment building and 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 residents there have a voucher. If they if they cannot get the lion's share of the rent as we've talked about, what are they might what not have? They might have financial obligations that they need to meet right. as well. So there are evictions on the, the horizon, and I think it's important to figure out. Um, what that what the landscape looks like here in Cambridge yeah. and how we can immediately come come in and make sure that we don't have a bunch of people out on the street. I mean, it it's almost impossible to get these the folks from the nine households that were affected by the fire on Monday into new housing. Yeah, I can't even imagine if we have hundreds of people that lose their housing. Uh, anyways, and uh, this week we um, got a email from like the Legal Aid Corporation. Uh, and it was the my the executive director at Northeast Legal Aid was like, you know, no, you know, we shouldn't panic yet, but you know, it's 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 really scary, and I really feel for those people who are being affected, uh, and hopefully our city can come up with a plan. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, Tuesday we don't need a plan, but I know I said really, that right. I said that whatever Monday night, and I feel like the the 
everyone in the room was like, you're crazy. It's, it's such how, crazy how times. How is this going to end? It's crazy times you live in right now. I'm, I just don't even know how to put into words that this is happening. And Congress is still getting paid. Con- oh, Congress oh is gosh. still getting paid. And we can, we can we talk about the Cardi B video? I didn't see it. You didn't see it? No. You're like 11 million people have seen this Cardi B video where she basically goes on and is like, it's a lot of really foul language. Um, where she basically is like, this is crazy, and it's all Trump's fault, and it needs to end, and here's why. And <laughs> I'm going to watch it. Somebody did mention it. It's really quick, um, but she kind of encapsulated, you know, dirty, filthy words. It's the human response. But, you right? know, it's kind of how it's we're how all feeling. Respond. Like, of course. it's such a tragedy, and yeah. it's so preventable. Right. And people are being affected every single day. Like, we should all be talking like Cardi B right now. 100%. 100%. So there was some good news Yes. Um, on that front. So Tina Alou from the Cambridge Economic Opportunity Commission came um, to tell us sort of the landscape of, of what she's seeing. So SNAP benefits, which is the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, so food stamps, all of the funding that you would have gotten for February is going to be loaded on early in January so that, um, you know, people will have money on their EBT cards when they go to the grocery stores because we were all envisioning people and it's happening across the country that people are showing up at the grocery stores and there's nothing on their EBT cards. So also tax returns are, we're being told they're not going to be affected. So, um, you know, as Tina alluded to on Monday night, lots of people hate tax season and, um, you know, because they have to pay taxes, but for many, many low, yeah. for most of low-income residents, it's actually a, a season where you get an additional, you get money back from the government. So, you know, the first day that you're allowed to file, you know, CEOC has a free tax preparation clinic, and um, they see people coming in that very first day, and they are booked out um, all the way through April. So, it seems like that won't be affected, which is good. We'll be putting money into people's pockets. Um, so CEOC is also doing some longer hours on Monday nights at their food pantry to um, help people with food assistance. And they're also looking at different, um, you know, people can only come in a certain time a month and take a certain amount of food, and they're looking to increase either one or both of those things. So, And we're also looking at ways to communicate some of this information through the Backpack Program because it's a great way to kind of get right to, to folks who, who need food assistance to make sure that they understand about the SNAP benefits and um, the longer hours at, at CEOC. Great. And I hope by the time we do this next week, the shutdown's over, but... <sighs> Unlikely. Uh, we also sponsored a order asking the city to work with our legal service providers to establish a mechanism or protocol for uh, sharing some detail eviction outcomes data, uh, which could be beneficial to the city in analyzing displacement. Usually, most legal aid agencies have their you know the, some of, some of the work is under grants, and so for the grants, uh, you're providing some of this eviction data anyway. So. Hopefully, there's some way we can uh, have our providers share it. So keep you posted on that. Um, and we don't have a council meeting this Monday. We do not because it is Dr. Martin Luther King Day. It is. And, junior uh, Day. Junior, yeah. Mm-hmm. So last uh, Tuesday uh, on the 15th, I went to this awesome event at Central Square Public Library celebrating the life and legacy of Dr. King. And it was the keynote was with the uh, Professor Danielle Allen, who's the director of Harvard's Edmund J. Safra Center for Ethics. Never heard of it. Mm. Um, she's amazing. She gave this amazing, um, powerful keynote. 
and she talked a lot about how Dr. King, if he were alive, would be fighting to end mass incarcer- incarceration. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she she talked about uh, how she she wrote a book about her cousin uh, called Cuz, the Life and Times of Michael A. And it's about her cousin's life and death and his experience in and out of California's criminal justice system. And it's on my reading list. Um, and it, it was just a very powerful presentation. There was also uh, the vice mayor, Jen Devereaux, did the introduction of Professor Allen. There was also a musical interlude by Todd McNeil. It was enchanting. I, I've i never heard you wor- use that word. It was. It, <laughs> it moved me. It was enchanting. It was enchanting. Like. I think Jan and I were like, oh my God, that was, that." You, we were See just See how both. you were moved by art? I was moved, I mean, you know how much I love music. and You do, I forgot you're a th- yeah. like theater kid. Theater t- kid at heart. And uh, if you can spend some time Googling this guy, Todd McNeil, his voice, uh, it, it was it was like exactly what everyone needed at that moment. And I think if you listen to him singing, uh, it's like a moment of just peace. Is he local? He's not local. Um, He's not local. Oh. I think he was in, yeah. I'm invite him to a, a council meeting. I think we should. I mean, so we can cry. Anyway, so we um, we did that. And there's a lots more events coming up. There are more events coming up. So this weekend is um, Martin Luther, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, day on Monday. And Cambridge does a big celebration each and every year um, to celebrate the life and remembrance of the work of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. So Monday at 11 a.m. at St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Central Square, there will be a big event. Um, so it's 11 to 12.45, and there's always singers and speakers. It's very moving. Um, and this year's keynote speaker is going to be Ellen Semenoff, who has served as the Assistant City Manager for Human Services for the City of Cambridge since 2004 and um, I've gone for the past five years to the service and it's actually very beautiful and the church is really it's it's just a nice event and um, then they serve a lunch afterward from 1245 to 145 and then at two o'clock we will all gather at the steps of City Hall and be joined by the organizers of the many helping hands to hear from local leaders and Congresswoman Ayanna Presley, <laughs> and I guess we're gonna freeze our butts off because it's supposed to be nine degrees on Monday. So everybody, talk fast, um, <laughs> super fast. I mean, it was cold last year, but it wasn't even nine, and I froze. Um, and you're standing up there with all the people, and you're like, people were posting pictures, and my face was like, and then so immediately after the. Uh, speaking, then um, all the fun is going to begin. Uh, so a day of service will be happening. So many helping hands will lead volunteers in projects to benefit the homeless, homebound elderly, elderly, and children and families in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King's legacy. So in just three short hours, volunteers of all ages and backgrounds work on projects ranging from making valentines to sorting food for the city's food pantries. It's a u- unique opportunity for neighbors to work side by side to accomplish something for those in need. So this is one of the largest community service events in New England. Did mm-hmm. you know that? I did. Mm-hmm. So activities will be held at City Hall, the Citywide Senior Center, YWCA, St. Peter's Episcopal Church, and the Possible Project. And as somebody who has been going to this for many years, what I would suggest is probably the same as what you would suggest is that City Hall is not the only place to go. Yeah. And in fact, it's kind of bananas in there. So all of these other spots, the Senior Center across the street, the YWCA, and the St. Peter's Episcopal Church and the Possible Project, they're all places where you can go and do very similar things. 
um, and it's a little less crazy. So um, I will be in the chamber sewing blankets and scarves for homeless people. So come by and stop, stop by and say hi. Is Jasper going? Of course. Yeah, she's bringing her friend. She's very excited. Aww. Yeah. I am really sad to miss it. I hope uh, I have a lot of friends who are like, oh, see you on Monday for the MLK. I'm like, mm, I'm I mean, there's so many people there. You can be like, oh, I just didn't see you. I think I may do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't. I know because you're a terrible liar. I'm so bad. I was like, I'm not. I, my <laughs> Sarah's my aide or maybe it was not Sarah. Maybe it was someone else who was like, oh, I just will take pictures there and you can like tweet it out. Like if you're there, I was like, no. No, I'm going to be wrong. at Celine Dion. I'm like. You know, I got to live an honest life. Like, mm-hmm. I'm proud of you the can't fact. can't always be here. You can't always be here. I, this is a life goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm living my best life. Squad goals. Squad goals. It's a girl's weekend. Yep. Uh, and sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Got to take that break. Got to take that break. <laughs> and, you know, got to get all the break I can because this year is going to be busy. Busy. And you got to take care of you. I got to take care of me. And Celine, I, I hope everyone does listen to Celine or to our five listeners out there. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> She has such good songs because you loved. I I won't go on, <laughs> but they're just aren't they great? Isn't that a whole thing? Like, she will go on. Isn't that like a lyric? Yeah, yeah. No, that's a song. My heart will go on. You know that. No. Oh, oh my god, I cannot believe we're friends. Well, from Titanic, my heart oh, will go on. Okay. Oh my okay. gosh, I my my heart is breaking. I love the Canadians. <laughs> I got a Facebook memory that said I went to a Brian Adams concert in Chicago seven oh, years I ago. That you, yeah, you're a big Canadian. Shania music Twain. Fan. Anyway, uh, Shania so, Twain from Canada. Yeah. She's like a country singer. I know, but she's Canadian. Weird. Yeah. So uh, I will hopefully be at the MLK Day Service next year. So we also have a blood drive coming up um, in honor of Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, So Mayor Mark McGovern is sponsoring a Cambridge Community Blood Drive uh, with the American Red Cross and Central Square YMCA on Thursday, January 24th. Uh, from 12 to 5 uh, at the YMCA, which is 820 Mass Ave. The Red Ca- Ca- Cross will be accepting whole blood and power red power red donations, and donors will receive a $5 Dunkin' gift card for their participation. Are you a blood donor? I've done it a few times. Okay. Are you? Yes. I mean, I. it's just so funny. Some people are like, I would never do that. I have, I've, I never look. Because I'm kind of just like, just sure. take it. Yeah. Um, but I have always done it. I'm not like, a, I don't, I'm not afraid of needles. I guess a lot of people are afraid of needles. I just like, don't s- like seeing blood. Well, nobody likes seeing blood. Yeah. But some people are like, ooh, blood. Like, just, you know, the craziest <laughs> serial killers. But yeah, <laughs> if you can, we will, um, you know, we should go at the same time. Totally. You want to? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we give, you know, we do podcasts together. We give blood together. <laughs> Meetings together. Meetings together. <laughs> what other events do we have? Oh, we're going to do another sock drive this year. Another winter warmth sock drive to benefit Caspar and Bay Cove. Um, so last year, I don't know if you remember, but we I, we were able to get um, almost 1,500 sock yeah. donations between um, our effort and the Cam- or the Cambridge Police Department. So... We, the big thing that um, our homeless residents need right now is wool socks. Yeah. So wool socks um, actually are able to dry, um, and that's a really, really dangerous thing to be on the street when you have wet socks and it's freezing cold. Yeah. So our goal is to get two pairs of socks to every homeless resident um, here in Cambridge that is in shelter. And uh, so we will have more information on that, but there'll be definitely a, a drop-off location 
in City Hall, and I know lots of um, corporations got involved last year. Yeah. Um, and so if you work for a company that is interested in doing some kind of drive and, and making a big donation, we would be, love to hear from you. So, you know, email us or tweet at us, um, and we can work out the details. But it was really great to have sort of there was, um, I think, a Cambridge Side Galleria dropped off, you know, 300 pairs of yep. socks. Um, and so there were a couple of others like that where we were really excited to um, to partner with them for this really worthy cause. So annual sock drive. Coming up in February. Coming up in February for Valentine's Day. Get ready. And the final thing we wanted to talk about was the Cambridge Dicks Deep event coming up one week from tomorrow, which is Saturday, January 26th from 12 to 2 at the high school's cafeteria and there'll be free parkings at the the school's garage so that 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 interest is Ellery Street so please come it'll be a follow-up to our community conversations November 28th where we saw many of you uh, and this is uh, will be you know a a deeper dive into tools for change and um, going into more microaggressions and what they mean and how you can combat them. This is something that we've talked about here before that I feel like I really need because there's oftentimes I don't feel like I have the skills or the tools right. to combat a microaggression when it happens or situations and just having some language I think would be really helpful for people who want to be allies mm-hmm. but just kind of freeze like we've had a few situations even you and I where I've I haven't been a great ally and it's not because I don't want to be it's not it's just that I don't I don't feel like I have the tools um, to respond in a moment where you are surprised that a situation is happening and you can't respond in that moment. And so I think having kind of some things at your fingertips would be um, very, very helpful for for me, certainly, and for lots of people who are like me, (laughs) who want to be good allies, but don't always do the right thing. Yeah, so please come. I think it's a really huge opportunity for self growth self-learning and uh, it's a Saturday but bring your kids we'll have child care there will be food um, it'll be a good way to spend a few hours on Saturday and then you can take your kids to the library right to the library right everybody loves the library exactly exactly so well and this time of year honestly we're all looking for something to do with our kids exactly it's you're like stuck inside it's freezing cold yeah and honestly everybody Sumble don't listen Sumble really worries about these events that no one will come. <laughs> it's like when you plan a party yeah, and you're like, no one's coming. <laughs> and then you worry about it and you sweat a lot and then you get there and you're like, oh, every- people came. This yeah. is so great. So please come. Yeah, please come. Thank decrease, you for your support. Decrease Sumble's anxiety. <laughs> Someone said today, you look overworked. And I said, that's, thanks. Who was that person? Some constituent. <laughs> I know I came in um, to do this today and Susan Fleischman, who's the executive director here at CCTV, was like, you look tired. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks. thanks. <laughs> Story of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for noticing. <laughs> Gosh, but we love you. Uh, we love you guys. I want to say that we have one last thing to talk about, which is the Envision Cambridge showcase event which is this thursday january 24th at 6 p.m at the public library on the main branch we were just talking about um so this is the final event so you can join the city working group members and the cambridge community in celebrating the completion of the three-year citywide planning process the event will include a speaking program refreshments and a gallery exhibit detailing the planning process Um, The exhibit is currently displayed at the library's main branch uh, through January 25th, and the event is free and open to all. And I will say that I saw Melissa Peters from CDD last night, who has been sort of shepherding this process through 
CDD for the last three years, and she's about to have the baby. Yeah. Like any day now. And I saw her last night, and I was like, I cannot believe you haven't had that baby. And she's waiting. Oh, gosh. Until after this event. Oh, my gosh. So everybody... If you see Melissa Peters there on Thursday night, wish her well because we won't see her for months after this because honestly, she's having a she baby. needs to go have her baby. Yeah. Well, congrats to her and her wife. I wonder yeah. if she's going to name it Envision. <laughs> Envision <laughs> Peters. Envision. Pe- oh, my God. <laughs> Should we like make that joke? And I like, just made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to her, you no, know. No, don't make it to her. Okay. She she doesn't listen to this. She podcast. doesn't listen Mm-mm. to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good thing, good thing. <laughs> Thank you for all your work, Melissa. Yes, definitely. Enjoy having your baby, and we will, um, we will see you in the summer. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully we'll see all of you soon. Yes, thanks for listening. Um, we will be back next week, even though we don't have a council meeting, but we have always lots of things to talk about. Um, and uh, perhaps we'll just be talking about how vulnerable I am. <laughs> yeah, and I'll for a long time. <laughs> I know. Cannot wait to listen to this back. <laughs> There's no editing. My friend who's in Minneapolis, he he listens he listens and he was like, Oh, I love this podcast. Do you guys edit? I was like, Did you just laugh out loud? Yeah. Like, obviously we don't. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> he was making fun of me for the like I used hospital. I don't know what word I used, but like it was clearly the wrong word. <laughs> and he was like, Oh my God, what what's wrong with He's you? He's like, You should have fixed that in editing and then yeah. you cried laughing. <laughs> Yeah, I know. One take. Uh, anyway. Okay, well, have a great week, everyone. Have a great week. Enjoy your long weekend and hope to see you um, at the day of service on Monday. Take care. See ya.